Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird! It's a plane! It's... There's no need to fear. Hey everybody, welcome back to Super Black, an all-black panel podcasting experience where we talk about all things superhero, past, present, and future. From Marvel and DC to anime, there is no stone we will leave unturned as we take a deep dive into the genre of super-powered individuals and the worlds they inhabit. I am your friendly neighborhood host, Zuri Washington. I use she, her pronouns, and you can follow me on IG at Zuri with a fringe on top. That's Zuri with a Z, not Zuri with an S. I'll leave it to the rest of today's super panel to introduce themselves. Take it away. All right. Good morning, everybody. You got Richard Harden. Uh, my pronouns are he, him. My stuff is his. And you can find me on Instagram at Richard Harden. Uh, usually talking about the ultimate superpower of money. So, or becoming a superhero yourself. Looking forward to joining you. Hi, uh, I'm Rose Andre, comic book fan, classical actor, with great power comes great <laughs> line. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can find me on IG at Rolsey, R-O-L-L-S-I-E. Um, and uh, thank you for having me. I'm still recovering from rolls. <laughs> hey, everybody. My name is Jamal James. You can follow me at the Jamal James on Instagram or Black Boy Jedi Magic on TikTok. Uh, I am an actor and overall comic book geek and nerd about all things superhero. Great to get this started today. Let's go. Uh, my name is Michael Andreas. I am joining you from the bowels of the Kennedy Center. Um, my pronouns are he, him, his. Um, you can find me at Michael underscore Andreas on IG, Twitter, and on Facebook. And don't forget to follow the podcast at Super Black Podcast on IG, or you can follow us on Twitter at Super Podcast. But now that we are all assembled, let's get started. So today's topic of conversation is going to be trilogies. And that's a broad subject. We're going to talk about trilogies uh, as a function as a device to tell a story, but we're also going to talk about our favorite trilogies or some of our not so favorite trilogies. Uh, Spider-Man 3 comes to mind. Uh, so not so favorite ruined the entire thing for me personally. Um, but yeah, so I really, what I really like about trilogies as a, as a device, and I, I don't know if that's played out or not, in 2021 because it's been overused over the last two decades or more um but what i like about it is that it feels very shakespearean um and we've talked to we had an interview with ian quinlan and he talked about uh superhero worlds and how they feel very shakespearean and i would totally agree with him it, um, and so you you know you have it's like it's kind of like Henry the Fourth Part One and Henry the Fourth Part Two and it like it just feels like an epic and that that kind of format lends itself to it. But when people drop the bag, 
in the last in the last quarter and you're like no why did we why did we do this we were so close <laughs> we almost did it um or for amazing spider-man they dropped it on the second one and we we're like oh well it was over before it began um so yeah what do y'all think you know i had to learn to appreciate trilogies because my introduction to trilogies came in childhood yes I'm, I was born in the late 1900s, so the first trilogy I was aware of <laughs> was Star Wars. Yes. So Star Wars, the, the first one, awesome. I was excited. Second one, Empire Strikes Back, possibly the greatest movie in the franchise. I was quite depressed. Life is bad, everybody loses. And then you get Return of Jedi. So it's kind of like that growing process of knowing, oh, the story's not over, but the dark part is in the middle. I think that's one of the reasons it was both my first encounter with a trilogy and still to this day stands as one of the best examples for me of how that can go well. We can yes. talk about ones that went poorly in a minute because I, I also have some of those. Yeah. I, I have to agree uh, with Richard. It's like, like Star Wars was my first foray into what a trilogy is is and can be done well. I still to this day love, um, I, I think it's an unpopular opinion, but I love Return of the Jedi more than Empire Strikes Back because, uh, because of the way that it ends. Um, I, I love the last like 30 minutes. That, that, that is gold to me for some reason. Um, but like, there are so many trilogies that I feel like have not done that kind of thing. Like Toy Story 1, 2, and 3, I'm like, gangbusters, great. Like X-Men 1, 2, and 3, I'm like, no. Uh, Spider-Man 1, 2, and 3, I'm like, no. I'm just, like, there's, there's been so many ways where I'm just like, I don't understand how you drop the ball in sweat. But Spider-Man 3 is its own thing. That has, I don't think that has anything to do with Sam Raimi or Tobey Maguire and Kirsten Dunn. I don't think that has anything to do with actors at all. I do think it has a problem to do with when when productional management gets in the way of filmmakers trying to tell their own story. And I felt that way when it came to um, X-Men The Last Stand, where someone was like, I'm going to shoehorn this because we need you to do that. We want you to do this. But like the director didn't sign on for it. The actors were like, why, why are we doing this? Like, I think there's sometimes when there's more than one cook in the kitchen that gets in the way of telling a good a good trilogy. Uh, that's that's my honest take. Like when a yeah. trilogy just misses the ball is when some there's too many cooks here. And that's why that's Kevin Feige is my head chef and I am yeah. good with that. Thank you, chef. Can I say, I think yeah. that um, I think that the idea of the trilogy is, is, is a modern thing because I, if you look at Shakespeare, his plays were like written for plays a tetralogy that's true. and i think that if you look at these these marvel movies it's like a nonology like they're they're they they they've written like a whole structure you know and it's like and it's like you know like like it, it it's brilliant like it's like because if you have a three-act structure for every script and then you have a three-act structure for the whole structure of telling these stories you have a nonology <laughs> it, it almost sounds like I the character. Know. What was Dave Chappelle's character that was the rapper? They say na na na. Oh, I don't know. I should know this. I don't. I haven't watched Chappelle's show in a while. I'm just saying. I'm just saying this. It's like it's like the, the, this idea of the of the trilogy 
even in the Marvel universe, what is what is I'm gonna ask all y'all, what is your favorite trilogy in the Marvel universe? Well, right now I'd say that the 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 Spider-Man No Way Home trilogy is the best three three part one for me. Uh, Wait, have oh. we all have we all seen Spider-Man? No, I've no, seen no. it. Yes. Wait, who has not seen we, it? Is it Rolls? Wait, Rolls, did you see you, you saw it? I, I, I saw it. I saw it. We're, guys, we're, this is the first time we've all seen it. We're talking about it. Oh no. My lights are off. I got too excited. I got too we excited. We got too excited. <laughs> um, I'm gonna say this is the first time go. I'm gonna say Spider-Man is a close second. I still think Captain America's wins out because I wouldn't say that Homecoming and Far From Home are better than the first Avenger or uh the Winter Soldier. That's how Winter I feel. Winter Soldier. Yeah, Winter but, Soldier. But, but do you consider so? You consider Civil War the third of the of the? I do. It I is do. because it's Captain America. It's Captain America's like such War. an Avengers movie to me. Though. I understand, like, but it's a Captain America. I understand America. that, but it's it's, it's definitely Captain America. See, oh, oh, see, we technically, are yes, about it. It's not. That would probably be number one for me. Then, too. Taking that into account, I would say that the Captain America trilogy is probably probably edges out the Spider-Man trilogy just a little bit for me. But yeah. Yeah. Those are my top two for sure. And they're right there with each other for me. Mm-hmm. Does it trump the story arc that ends with Endgame? I don't know if mm-hmm. it, is that that's, that's, that's all. Like, if I think about how much of a worn out dish rag I was by the time <laughs> I went through everybody and snapped out of the universe, coming back in on the left, and then, yeah. Endgame. I would say consider- Avengers is a tetralogy. Tetralogy. Yeah, it's a, it's a tetralogy unless you're counting. The, the only way I would consider it a trilogy is if you're saying that Infinity War and Endgame are like part one, part two, and, and they're supposed not. To be, and they're, they're I don't not think supposed they are. To be. They're not. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, I think that goes to the nonology. I think it, that's an ongoing <laughs> story. That's that's right. Yeah, I, I, I think really is hit upon the brilliance of the continuing saga because right. that way that ends up with Spider Man being a part of the story in a weird way. Right. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, totally, got, you, totally. got, you got so moving you, integrated trilogies in the Marvel. We all yeah. saw Spider-Man. We all saw Spider-Man. We did. Yeah. We did. Oh, we we okay. can confirm we have all seen Spider-Man. Listeners okay. rejoice. We are finally talking because, about it. And okay. it <laughs> and he, you can put that. You can put that in spoilers. And yeah. spoilers. If you haven't either. seen it yet, check out um, the by the time this comes out, it's gonna be like summer. So if you haven't seen it by now, I'm yeah, sorry. I'm yeah. <laughs> so so here we go. Here we go. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna argue about this. Maybe I think that killing May is is lazy story writing. I Why? think that like because because May has been uh, Spider Man's major problem for like seventy years. Like, like the whole, that's kind of like, I, I, DC recently did the same thing and they killed a major Batman character. And I was just like, kind of like, I think this is like kind of lazy story writing. Like, it's kind of mm-hmm. like, it's kind of like, you know, like, 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 I mean, whatever, you know, I mean, like, I, it, it is, I can see how it fits in the pattern of what they're doing as the movies. But I was just like, kind of like, yeah, like. In what like, way do you consider her Spider Man's problem? Because then I can answer why I think. Well, that. it's just it's the same. Is it okay? So can I talk about the Walking Dead, or is that gonna be spoilers too? You can talk. I will probably never finish the Walking Dead. Me neither. Okay. Yeah, I'm done with it. Yeah. So so yeah, yeah yeah yeah. Killing 
killing Carl on The Walking Dead mm-hmm. was kind of like, I don't give a fuck anymore. You know? And mm-hmm. killing Aunt May, it's not that, it's not the same level, but it is, she is like, Uncle Ben died, and then like, now he has to keep her alive. And that's what his whole job is. And that, to me, kind of bothered me. So this is, this is why I'll say that, and then I'll let Michael speak, but this is why I'll say why it didn't bother me. One, as soon as my... I don't play video games these days. I'm a Nintendo girl. And if it's not on Nintendo, I don't play it. So I, I make my boyfriend play video games. So he played Spider-Man <laughs> and I watched it like it was a movie. Um, <laughs> and so when we were playing the Sony Spider-Man and spoiler alert, cause it's been out for years, Aunt May dies. And so I expected once certain things happened in the context of No Way Home, I said, oh no, they're going to kill off Aunt May. I literally was like, they're going to kill her. They're killing her. They're killing her. I can't believe they're killing Aunt May. Oh my God. They're killing the youngest Aunt May that's ever existed in any live action universe. Um, But it didn't bother me. And the reason why is because, partially because we've talked in other episodes. I don't think that this universe has an Uncle Ben. And so, so because of that, there needed to be something of equal value and weight happening for Peter, for this version of Peter Parker. He didn't have great tragedy happen um, in, in the same sense in his, uh, uh, you know, in his youth, obviously he, he doesn't have parents. Uh, so they've they died some time ago and other family doesn't exist for him. He only has Aunt May and Aunt May in this universe is Uncle Ben. She gave the great power, great responsibility speech. So I think that it was really important for her passing to happen in the way that it did, because again, it's still his fault. Mm -hmm. Um, Or at least least he will receive it that way. Even if what he was doing was trying to do good. Unlike Mm -hmm. other Spider-Mans of the past where he's like, I'm just going to let this bozo go past and he's a thug and he shot Uncle Ben. It's a whole other ball game when he's trying to do good. And and it's like no one one mourns the wicked. It's just like no good deed goes unpunished. Mm -hmm. And I I think it lends itself to that. Like, come on, I'm going to help you. Here's the passcode. Yeah. Which yeah, I that's knew what was I was going to say. Is that, you know, looking at the the like the Into the Spider Verse movie, it's like all of those Spider Men had their thing that led them. You know, they weren't all exactly the same, but they all had their Uncle Ben moment. And just like Zuri was saying, that's what I was thinking is that, you know, we didn't see an Uncle Ben. I don't know if there ever was an Uncle Ben, like maybe way before anything that we ever saw, but he was never referenced. We didn't see him pass. We didn't get that. We didn't get that Uncle Ben moment with this version of Spider-Man. So in that instance, it didn't really feel like lazy writing to me just because it was that like moment that the Tom Holland Spider-Man hadn't really had. Maybe with Tony Stark, that might be the closest thing that 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 he had up until that point. But that wasn't his fault. Like mm-hmm. he didn't really have anything to do with Tony Stark's death. And Tony Stark's death was like a sacrifice. You know, he mm-hmm. did it to himself, essentially. So... Yeah, he had to have a weighty death just because mm-hmm. that's what every Spider-Man's journey has been. So, um, 
yeah, I, I thought it was it necessary was... and and well and well done personally. And I didn't see yeah. it coming in. I played that Spider Man game. I was still surprised. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I well, in my opinion, too. in that Spider Man is probably lazier writing to let Spidey fuck up fail. Doctor yeah, Strange, yeah. you know, Stephen, Doctor Strange should have just cast him out of Sanctum. Set. Yeah, get, get out of here out. with that book. <laughs> Why are you here? <laughs> Let me catch yeah. my spell in peace. Um, but yeah, I think that um, it was really poetic too for me because I saw the green, I saw Green Goblin slash Willem, Willem Dafoe slash Norman Osborn um, when he was floating on that thing. I said they're gonna kill Aunt May the way that Norman Osborn <laughs> dies in the original Spider-Man trilogy. What are we doing? This is wild. I literally was, I, 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 I couldn't contain myself and I was harshly whispering to my boyfriend I was like like I was like I'm gonna die right now I think I have to leave the theater because I'm gonna that's awesome that's awesome because they had they had the Garfield save right and then they had Garfield save MJ there was was, so much poetic Annuity, um, yeah. Uh, and yeah. Shout out to Willem Dafoe, man. I was like, uh, shout out I'm to Willem Dafoe, Willem hardcore. Dafoe. He's one of the best yeah. actors of all time. I'm still mad he's never won an Academy Award. I don't understand well, it. Yeah, he deserves um, one. Uh, he's just I, been nom- I, I he's been nominated the, many times. I kind of loved. It's a small decision, but I kind of loved the decision to destroy his mask so you could actually see his face. Yes. When he when he was goblin this time, he didn't put it yes. behind this big emotionless mask that that they did with the in the first spider-man movie you actually got to see his facial expression because he's such an expressive guy and so getting to see that was also i thought i thought a really good choice i thought for a second that they were gonna sorry no sorry he felt like Gollum. i was watching lord of the rings recently again and he felt the performance felt very andy circus and like Gollum like because it was like smeagol versus Gollum, norman osborne Mm -hmm. versus goblin and trying to overcome that. But anyway, continue, mm-hmm. Jamal. No, I, I I literally, this is probably this like the nerd in me geeking out when I, when I saw that. I literally thought that they were gonna go the route of Amazing Spider-Man 2, but him actually finishing uh, the serum that, that uh, Harry actually took because he's got like the science for it. Like his brain would figure it out. I thought they were gonna go like where he shoots him and they, like there's a, an ultimate Spider-Man arc where he becomes like an actual goblin. And I thought they were going to like do some like prosthetic thing for Willem Dafoe once he breaks his mask. Mm-hmm. So I would have been like, I would have been like cool with, but like, I like the fact that I got to see his face a little bit more. I missed the mask, but I also didn't. Cause I was like, Willem Dafoe is just doing great work period. I just need more Willem Dafoe. I need more green mm-hmm. goblin in my life when it comes to, when it comes to Spider-Man, you know? Yeah. But in terms of yeah, in terms of Marvel trilogies, I'm definitely going to say Cap. Um, yeah. And I think this this recent Spider-Man trilogy, it wasn't, it, it's great. Like, I, I, was enter- I was thoroughly entertained. Many things happened, yada, yada, yada. But I think that what it was about Cap for me, I was not a big Cap fan. Like, I didn't watch uh, the first Avenger uh, when it first came out. I was like, mm. Like Captain America, like Superman, for me, I was not interested in those two as superheroes. I was not a, all. Of, I was not about the truth, justice, and the American way bullshit. I was like, I need a different hero in my life. Um, and so, and so. Um, how do you really when, feel, Zuri? How do you really? How do, uh, you know, if you don't like how I feel, you can at me at Zuri with a French on top, and you can talk about it there. Um, but what I really, what I really wound up enjoying about 
the whole franchise is that uh, I, I think I also was so caught up in Chris Evans as Johnny Storm um, that I was like, you're Captain America now. I don't understand yeah. what's happening. I was. Um, <laughs> um, I think I was but right what I what I liked about him eventually is that he he did he did a really he just did a really great job and kind of the innocence of Steve Rogers, but the determination and the 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 dark there's there's still a darkness to Captain America that I think in like golden age comic books and up until uh, maybe I, I don't know when this transformation started but maybe in the 70s 80s I'm not really sure but whenever it started to get a little more real and we really started to talk about like real issues and mm. real American issues that's that's the, the kind of Captain America that I'm in, invested in and the conversation that was had in, in Falcon and Winter Soldier um and I think that they that Winter Soldier was what was what got me. Um, Winter Soldier got me, and I was like, okay, I see you. Let me go back and watch this Captain America. And I said, okay, okay, this is this is good. This trajectory is great. And I think Civil War, though it was very big for a Captain America movie, I still think the the focus was the the it, relationship yeah. between Bucky and. Uh, Steve and how that shaped the events going forward and mm -hmm. shaped Wakanda uh, or the king of Wakanda's demise, T'Chaka's demise and all that other stuff. So I, I think that that is uh, my favorite Marvel specific. Trilogy. I think it's the now, most. Speaking of this though, Zuri, I mean, you had a, something mm -hmm. you said a few minutes back that really expanded this greatest trilogy thing you talked about Smeagol and lord of the rings i think that's in the top five like it's not marvel but that was so well done that mm -hmm. we'd be remiss if we talked about trilogies i mean are, are, are they superheroes does it matter they are not superheroes but we can talk about them because i will always talk about lord of the rings but um <laughs> But they, they're not superheroes because in this world, in worlds with magic as the foundation of everything, they're not superheroes. They're not superheroes. Um, yeah. Harry Potter Harry Potter's the same. Mm -hmm. um, they're not superheroes. They're just members, they're just members of their race. Like, yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, they might be they might be mutants. They might be mutants. I like 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 you have you have you have a ability to be a witch you're a mutant there are other i don't know if any of the main like characters have any exceptional abilities though maybe yeah, yeah. I don't but I don't they, really think any of the rest of no them were like. No one's surprised by their abilities. I don't, don't give that. an f. I'm just saying. I'm bringing it up. Bringing no, no, no. I, I, no, I'm, th I'm thinking. <laughs> but I think something about superheroes is that there's like, either they're singular, or there's a surprise at their abilities. None of the elves are surprised by each other's abilities. Even if a hobbit would be like, "Wow, what? That's crazy," because they've never met an elf before. Because mm -hmm. hobbits don't leave Hobbiton; they don't go anywhere else. Um, and that's the whole deal with hobbits. But um, I think Bilbo is a very special hobbit, but he's not a hero. Mm -hmm. He's a super hobbit, and he's having an 11th birthday. <laughs> no, no. no. <laughs> that's why I want no. Have an 11th birthday. Now you got now you're pulling straws. <laughs> 
no, oh, but man. I think, uh, but as but as trilogies go, it's hard to talk about trilogies and not mention Lord of the Rings because yeah. you know, again, back in the early two thousands when these things came out, it was these uh, not that Harry Potter is a trilogy, but it was all these big things came out at the time. It was Harry Potter and Lord of the Rings and the 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 the, uh, the, the prequels to Star Wars. There, there was just so many things mm. that, that were happening, um, telling these really epic stories and Lord of the Rings did a phenomenal job even with the cut versions because I've watched I've, we, we've been watching the uh, extended versions on um, HBO Max recently but the cut versions the fact that he was able to tell such a complete story and give the 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 world building that J that uh, J.R. Tolkien mm -hmm. uh, put into those books because there's 40 pages about forests in the first part of Fellowship of the Rings, <laughs> and and somehow you still get that and you understand it, but you know you it cuts down to like three minutes instead of forty pages, um, and I think that that is he's Peter Jackson is a great director, um, and is able to take the kind of boil down the main parts or the most important aspects of what needs to be told in order for uh, uh I, I'll say muggles for lack of a better word but for people who don't read the books who are like I don't know what's happening there's some magic cool whatever for people who don't read the books to understand exactly what's going on to understand exactly how deep the relationship between Arwen and Aragorn is without knowing because I was watching the extended version and he was like uh, Aragorn was like, I'm 87. And I said, wait, what? I have What's happening? So because I didn't know that because I haven't finished the books. I love reading, but God, I can't not get through Lord of the Rings. One day I will. One it's, day a I will. <laughs> it's a lot. I've read them. It's a lot. I think you're, I think you're all right. I think you. you but you, I want to. I, I know. But I want to because I think that J.R.R. Tolkien has done, so, did, did something or was one of the first to really like, he made l hundreds of languages and dialects and all these other things. Like that's true world building. J.K. Uh, Rowling can go fuck herself for all I'm concerned, like <laughs> by comparison. <laughs> like, like, yeah, it's cool that all this other stuff exists, but did you make languages for the trolls? Did you make languages for, did you, did, do you know what gobbledygook sounds like? I bet you don't, J.K. Rowling. So like, you know, I just think that, the the breadth of what J.R. Tolkien was able to accomplish and to to put it in those three movies, I think it was just like a tour de force of mm -hmm. cinematic telling storytelling. Yeah. yeah, I believe that, and I think it was warranted when it won Best Picture. Like when Return of the King won Best Picture, I was like, that makes of sense. Course to me. I get that. Of course it did. I'm. I am, the Best Picture? I'm yeah. intrigued right now because <laughs> there's push comes to shove that 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 no way home will be nominated for best picture and it's opened up a big dialect or sorry, not dialect but dialogue about it's all other language yeah it's <laughs> just about like what what constitutes as best picture uh, especially right now is it only things that are artist artistically small and kitchen room dramas or things that rejuvenate the box office that people go there and they're excited to see um and have things to talk about that has that has stretched from beyond 
uh, your adulthood to your childhood? Like, is that or also can it be both? Because it just be both? some of the best acting this year was in Spider-Man No Way Home. That's People true. were giving Oscar winning performances in Spider-Man No Way Home. And every time someone came <laughs> on screen, I was just like, oh, my God, Alfred Molina. Oh, my God, Willem Dafoe. Oh, my God. Like, just every five seconds, I was like, uh, uh, to and to Toby and uh, Andrew. And I, mm -hmm. there was so much. I don't know. Um, I I don't, I don't know. I don't know. For me, when it was like, it was like all like kind of like, hey, see the baby. I'm fine. Let me lay down for a second. I was like, get off, get off, get her off there. Aunt May. Wait, 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 who are you talking about? He's talking about Aunt May. May was like, she's like, she's like, oh. oh, let's get out of here. She's like, oh, let me just lay down for a second. I was like, all right, just get out. Get, get out. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch. I don't want to watch. You that. coming for Aunt May's neck today? I don't want to watch that. I don't want to watch that. That's so it was a, the way they had her die was, was it wasn't that it was graphic. I think speaking to your point about uh, Walking Dead, is Carl the one? Because again, haven't seen Walking Dead. I only know that Michonne is my favorite favorite um but is Valid. carl the one that gets hit with the bat is that no no carl no, is, uh, is rick's son carl's the carl's the little boy yeah, oh that was, whoa, 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 okay. that was um uh, that, that was, was Stephen young's was character um, oh, okay. yeah, what's his name? glenn 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 glenn, glenn. glenn. Gotcha. yeah i don't know who that yeah. is either. oh so so wait let me let me be off topic again so i can bash another trilogy just right. as much as i love lord of the rings the matrix trilogy Starts yeah, the ends like a fart. It it does. <laughs> I agree. Um, I think it's interesting because the pe people that I know who have been talking about Matrix recently because Excellent. of Matrix Resurrections, they've been saying, if you know anything about the uh, Those six, what, are, what are the sisters' names again? Wachowski. The Lana Wachowski. 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 If you know anything about the Wachowski sisters and their um, uh, any of their rest of their catalog, that's the kind of stuff that they actually do. The Matrix mm -hmm. was an anomaly um, mm -hmm. as it pertains to like the action and the blah, 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 all the things that people loved well, about the, the the first and the second one. Um, it's not really what they do. They kind of very do art house films. Um, and so I think it's so interesting in the conversation about resurrections, how <laughs> much people, I enjoyed resurrections. And I, I know like I'm, I, I, I know that I am probably in a minority or at least like a low, like a low 40 percentage of people who actually liked it, but I enjoyed it because that's part of the thing that I liked about The Matrix. Like, yeah, it was cool when Neo's doing things and bullets are flying and yada, yada, yada. I think I only missed Hugo Weaving. I was like, where's Hugo Weaving? And can we get him back in here, please? Yeah. Um, but, um, right. But I understood what they were doing with Mor Morpheus in that context. I was like, I love Yahya Abdul-Mateen. He's great. He's great as Dr. Manhattan. He's great in anything they put him in. And I'm like, good. Ooh. You're you are Candyman. You're everything. Um Watchmen, man. But that's a whole other thing. Is this yeah, a tetralogy or is this like that's a, a trilogy? That's a good question. Because that's my question. Matrix was a trilogy, and then the fourth one came out. Is it a tetralogy or is this a completely separate? No, it new, new thing. It does technically count. It does count as as a four part story. Now, I, I I will say that a lot of people will be upset about that, but it does count. My thing is that for me, I also I enjoyed 
like I enjoyed the concepts that she was playing that Lana was playing around with for the Matrix Resurrections. I was, mm-hmm. but, yes. but there's there is it's it's filmed extremely differently from the first three, where like the yes. camera is. It's and I, I only started noticing this because I was like, "What is so? What is weird about this? Like, there's things that I really like about it. The actors are still showing up. They're still doing good work. But like, there's something that's off. And I noticed that it's it is tied to with the, with the way the action is filmed because one, they didn't use the same choreographer. Yuan Wo Ping is uh, is um, I I can't remember if he's Chinese or Japanese, but he's he's a a product. He's Chinese a prodigy based of based off of the name. But yeah, he's a he's a he's a well, he's a prodigy of 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 filmmaking, of choreography, of fight choreography. That's why he was brought over here to do it. Mm-hmm. But the fact that they didn't use him for these fights is, is telling for me. But also the camera is exceedingly close. When like, if you look at those first films, it's backed up. It allows you to mm-hmm. see the actors working for that choreography. It sees you, it, it allows you to see that flow. The, the closest that they get to it is where that is where Morpheus and Neil sort of kind of fight. But like everything else is really close up. And there's also a lot of retread when the fight happens like the smith neo fight is also like it's not as special it doesn't treat it as special and i and that's that's what i think takes away the the magic that people really love about those first films and for however anyone feels about these films i will say that this matrix trilogy or tetralogy is much better than the hobbit and the hobbit movies i'll tell you that right now I so don't right know if I fully agree. I never. I. I'm, I think I missed the last one, honestly, and I don't know how I did. I was, don't need I, to. Maybe I was. You don't need school. to see it. No, I'm going to see it. Don't worry. About it. Um, but I, I, I don't. I don't know if I fully agree. Um, and I know that I, 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 I always bring up my my boyfriend in this context because he is a Lord of the Rings. Like he has read all of the Lord of the Rings and he has seen the movies many times. They're like his comfort film, so he'll watch them if he's like sad or bored or whatever um but um i know that my boyfriend really enjoyed the hobbit because he's read he's also read a bunch of different books and so when they brought in uh these characters you know because people were really complaining in fellowship because they were like where's shelob or where's this what's Mm -hmm. happening with this why didn't you bring this in and peter jackson's like did you want the movie to be like five hours long I couldn't do that Mm -hmm. so I had to cut certain things that had nothing to do with how the end shakes up so um but I what I liked The Hobbit because a I liked the casting I thought the casting Mm -hmm. was really great and um what's his name that plays Thor and Oakenshield was one of the main reasons that I watched the Hobbit uh trilogy um to begin with and also I love Benedict Cumberbatch and Smaug is a dragon and there yes I'm, uh, no, I'm not saying like i love i love the hobbit i love the first i love the first film i okay. i have my i have a problem with it and the thing is is that i feel like that's where where peter jackson could just could have just said like you know what less is okay less is more because like the lord of the rings is three 400 page books made into three three-hour films i get that the hobbit is a 300 page book made into three three-hour films i'm like i don't need <laughs> all this other stuff like what what like like so i like i I guess it's my brain is just thinking like I could have used less is more. I think that there was a lot of padding in those two sequels for me that I'm just like, I don't need, I, I think you're trying to overly justify time being spent in this world, which I, I kind of, I'm okay, but I'm like, I didn't need all of that. I didn't need but all of it. But do we need any of it? <laughs> do we need any of it? Sometimes I, I, I can clear, I can tell those movies were made with, like real like real fans in mind like people mm-hmm. who 
again, the people who have read the books, the people who know the extensive lore. It's kind of like uh, like Boba Fett. It's fun for me to watch, but I don't know what's happening half the time. Meanwhile, my boyfriend's like, oh yeah, I remember in the book that they made in 1984. And, and I'm like, okay, I don't know what's what, what you're talking about but 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 uh but those kind of people love to to grab on to like that kind of extensive uh mm -hmm. lore pushing so I, I i don't know who i don't know who the hobbit was for i don't think it was for mainstream people i really don't i at some mm -hmm. level i don't think it was i wasn't sure i was like <laughs> I think well, and, and we're talking about the, oh, one of the things I, I will say, just as somebody that read the entire um, Lord of the Rings Fellowship, that they did a good job of capturing visually what was put into a lot of text and a lot of words. Mm -hmm. And it's it's just one of the reasons that I say, for, you know, for our conversation about trilogies, it's well done as a series of movies. Meaning, as someone who read all of them. I enjoyed it, but I also found people that had not read any of them that is still true. coming away with, you know, enjoying and understanding what had happened. Right. Even the things that were missing is like, well, I don't know what that would have looked like anyway. So probably is good that that wasn't there. <laughs> I think the hard thing with comic books is because they're, they're not books. They're not like, you know, dense, uh, many pages of, like description about like right. how, how Captain America's uh, suit fit his body, but like, and how like, like all these things that usually you find in Lord of the Rings. Um, but like, it's just, I think that with comic books, sometimes it can be harder if, you, especially if you're not like a true fan, which is why I always rag on Zack Snyder because I think he's a fan, but I don't think he's like respectful of the original source material. No. Um and I can <laughs> I can tell that based off of the specific choices that he tends to make in the making of anything from 300 to Watchmen to uh uh what's the recent one? Oh Batman versus Superman and DCEU. Yeah. He likes deconstruction. He, that's what he likes yes. to do. He likes deconstructing superheroes, and I'm just like, or deconstructing any work that he's doing. I'm just like, I, I, I get that you get that, but that's not what's needed for this character. And well, if you I mean, understand I mean, that, you're going to mess it up, and he right. did mess it up. Yeah. Watchmen was already a deconstruction. So what do you get when you deconstruct? Deconstruct Watchmen, you're yeah. like, like you know what I mean? Like you get zero. Zilch, you know, yeah, into atomic elements. He basically, he's he's like fan, he's like fancy chefs who are like, I'm gonna take make a gas streak and vacuum seal this and do this and this is a grilled cheese and you're like, is that a grilled cheese? <laughs> nope. I don't think that's a grilled bread cheese. butter cheese. That's all you need is bread butter and American cheese. That's it. Right. And maybe occasionally some tomato soup, but I don't yeah. need you to go so far. Like, he, 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 what a gas streak. <laughs> a gas streak. I, 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 think, I think that is what it is. He, he goes too far and then you lose the essence of who the characters are. Yeah, and they kind of all get muddled into each other mm -hmm. when they are all distinct individuals. They all have distinct issues. They all have distinct backgrounds and stories and yada, yada, yada. The, all the characters end up sounding or feeling the same um, tonally, um, is, which 
Mm -hmm. Oh, go ahead. Which is why I think uh, I always keep saying I don't know why they don't bring T Bruce Tim to come fix the universe for them, because that man understands the DC universe like it's the back of his head, and he's never seen the back of his head, but he get he knows what it he knows what that's supposed to feel like. He knows what it feels like. He's like, okay, so we're going to do this, that, and the other to the point where he's created so many characters and put them into the canon that are like some of my favorite characters of all time. I love Baby Doll. I love Harley Quinn. We wouldn't have so many things today without Harley Quinn's existence and Arlene mm -hmm. Sorkin, um, Ar Arlene Sorkin's likeness because mm -hmm. she, she looks like Arlene Sorkin, but yeah. Oh, wait, so Zuri, does that mean in your ranking of the hierarchy of trilogies that the Rush trilogy of Wonder Woman, Batman, Superman, Batman versus Superman and Justice League, I guess that's a tetralogy, isn't it? Uh did you say more? <laughs> <laughs> or is that a non-ology? It's like a five-ology. I'm like, I don't even know if Wonder Woman fits technically with those other. Yeah, I'm not sure because uh that was movies. Not the 1984 yeah, yeah. Wonder Woman. They just no, no, I know. She could show up and help Batman and Superman not kill each other no, because no, 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 no. Uh, dc has no idea dc has no idea what they're doing <laughs> what they're doing they have no they idea have, what they're doing they have no idea there's no yeah. construction there's no plan you no, know there's yeah, no a, plan it's just how do we make money and when do we make money and who are we casting in order to make money um and this is why I always, like I said at the beginning, and I'll say it again, Kevin Feige is my head chef. He knows what ingredients are supposed to go in. He knows when they're supposed to go in. And for the most part, because sometimes there's some hits, there's some hits and some misses, misses? Um, as, as with any recipe, because he's testing out the waters. But for the most part, he knows exactly, he knows these characters and I can feel it. And he knows who to hire in mm -hmm. order to bring out the best in these characters. Mm -hmm. And that's really what it comes down to at the end of the day, because whoever, um, like I I'm concerned about Patty Jenkins directing anything in Star Wars. She's supposed to direct, uh, I forget Rogue what Squadron. Yeah, Rogue, Rogue Squadron. Squadron. And I was like, no. Forget about, forget about. Forget Please no, but, um, but, <laughs> but, uh, it's really clear, like Taika Waititi understands the form enough to play against the form mm -hmm. and to play with it. Yeah. You need someone who is able to do both. John, uh, John Favreau is able to be like, he knows probably the most about, him and Dave Filoni combined know the most about Star Wars of any human being on the planet. And that is why from Clone Wars on, uh, the cartoon from Clone Wars on, they have been able to create such a rich history that has now given us the Mandalorian, that has given us uh, the Book of Boba Fett and all these new live action mm -hmm. uh, additions and Ahsoka's coming out and all this other stuff. And Rosario Dawson is a huge Star Wars nerd. Um, like, so she, I'm sure she's gonna have tons of conversations with writing team about what makes sense for Ahsoka Tano to do in mm -hmm. the context of her story. And that's gonna be really great to watch as well. So again, it you can be you can be a nerd about it, but you have to be a smart nerd about it. And I think that Zack Snyder works hard and not smart to tell the stories that he That's tells. true, yeah. yeah. It's like um, was that a double positive? You gotta be a smart nerd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's a double affirmative. It's, 
the inverse when you of bring up Kevin Feige, <laughs> I just think Kevin Feige allows the, the he allows the like they've been around for 60, 70 years, these characters. I think there's there's something that happens when people like get into movies or they get into making these characters work that they're like, oh, we gotta change this, oh, we gotta change this. And they don't they don't believe that the character is just fine existing Honestly, on their own. Right. And I think Kevin Feige is like, why don't we just present what already works? Like, I don't need to change so much about Thor. We can just have the science is magic conversation. Cool, great. But I don't need to change his costume. I don't need to darken it. I don't need to change, like, I don't need to change the world. Like Captain mm -hmm. America can have the flashy, uh, and we'll make comments about it, how silly it might look, and then it might change over the years, and then Spider-Man can wear whatever he wants. And if they ever get back to the X-Men at some point in their lives, maybe they'll allow Wolverine to show up with a yellow costume and it'll be like, oh, great, everyone has weird well, costumes. Blue. Or maybe fine. they'll allow him to be short. I would love yeah. someone who's five foot six. To yeah. be <laughs> oh, wow. You know, you know, Bob Hoskins was the original choice for, to be to be Wolverine. That's true. That really? Bob was, Hoskins? Yeah. yeah. That, that, but that I was before they Bob were. <laughs> that was before. Way back. That was before. Uh, way back in the day. Way back Yeah. Day. When they were of trying course. to do it earlier. They were this trying to do it earlier. This, that would have to be like pre Who Framed Roger Rabbit, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, you know, I mean, like, yeah. I mean, I, I think Harvey Keitel would have been a good slogan uh, way back in the day. Sure. Mm, sure. Yeah. But yeah, I, I think. I, think I, 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 no, go. I think we will be remiss if we talk about trilogies and don't, uh, and don't talk about the Dark Knight trilogy. Of course. Right, Batman Begins, Batman. <laughs> The Dark Knight, the Dark but, Knight but Rises. But talk about fumbling the bag. Like, <laughs> I just, like, Dark Knight, uh, sorry, the uh, Batman Begins, I was like, cool. But also, I was like, whoa, we're having, like, Rachel Ghoul very early. I don't know what's happening. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Rach person. And then and Dark Knight was just, like, I think Dark Knight elevated the entire rest of the movies, period. Like, mm -hmm. it, if not for that movie and for Heath Ledger's, both his performance and his death, those movies would be kind of like, okay, they'd be good. But like- The, the only true classic of the three of them. Yes, right, uh, exactly. I, and I can't, I, I can't, I can't agree with that. I, I actually really adore the uh, Batman Begins. I actually really love I Batman Begins a lot. I think uh, I like The Dark Knight, I do, but I don't, I don't necessarily classify it as a Batman film. I classify it as a crime drama. That's how I feel about that movie. I don't, I, and, and the But that's what Batman about, should be yeah, at its Batman's best. Batman's detective no, but at his That's what I'm though, saying so is that I feel yeah. like, it's but not yeah. that I don't think that Batman films should be crime dramas. I, I think that they should. But I, what I mean is that I felt like that movie was about everybody else except Batman. And the reason why I'm excited about the Batman with Robert Pattinson is because I think Batman is just as, as interesting a character. And I didn't really feel that way when I watched The Dark Knight. I feel like The Dark Knight, like the Dark Knight is, uh, is a testament about like, you know, challenging the main character, making him rethink his ways. Cool, 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 cool. But like I get more insight about the Joker and Harvey Dent and Rachel and everybody else except Bruce. Bruce is, too, is spending so much time reacting to things that I don't actually get choices about him trying to like take control. And I, and I, I get that might be the point. But like I, I don't. When I'm talking about strength of like what, what I treasure when I watch a trilogy or when I treasure when I watch a character, like there's there's something about Batman Begins to me that feels extremely solidified that I do not get with Batman in The Dark Knight Rises or The Dark Knight. The Dark Knight is about the Joker, and that's 
pretty much it for me. I would have been. Are you fucking I kidding me? Very, <laughs> I would have been very interested. Are, are you kidding me? Hold on a second. <laughs> Michael, go. I would have been very interested to see what direction they would have gone had Heath Ledger not passed away. Mm-hmm. Like I would have been real interested to see like what journey they took that Batman and that Robin on. I mean that Robin, that Batman and that Joker on. Ah. Um, had Heath Ledger not passed away, and there's no way you can recast him. So you just kind of had to end something that really I think could have could have taken off even more in the third film. So I, I, I think. I'm a big fan of planned trilogies, like trilogies that like have an arc in the beginning and and you know where it's going to go. I'm not a real Mm -hmm. big fan of just figuring it out. You know, you have a good movie that comes out. It's like, oh, let's make two more. And it's like, it doesn't make any sense. I feel like that's what happened with The Matrix. I feel like that movie ended up being way bigger than they ever anticipated it being. And and so they were like, let's figure Uh, out how to do two more of these, I guess. Um, hundred. I so I'm really, agree. really interested to see, like, what that third, what the Dark Knight Rises could have been if you could could have still included Joker and maybe even expanded more on Batman's. Because, like, I agree with Jamal. They spent a lot of time um, building Joker's character and his world, and 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 you know Harvey Dent and all that. So I've mm-hmm. been really interested to see, like, now that you built this, where do you go? Where do you? How do you bring Batman into? This thing, this 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 psycho the psychosis that you created. Um, I, I just I never got that up. chance, unfortunately, because of him passing away. But yeah. my only disagreement, if that is like is, and this is only coming from me from an actor standpoint, because we're about to deal with it. I think when it comes to Black Panther, you know, showing up is like you said yeah. that I don't think anyone could have been you couldn't recast Heath Ledger after that, and I don't know. Mm, my my brain when I when I heard that like you're dealing with a real person you're dealing with a director and actors who have worked with that person for months and months on end but like I also am like I don't know if any actor would be okay with those sentiments if you were to lose something that's in in a public eye that people have touched on like there's that whole thing with Chadwick or for Black Panther where people are like just recast T'Challa don't 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 let T'Challa like die or die away like mm-hmm. I, I think if you're telling, if you were trying to tell that story, the way that they were trying to do with the Dark Knight, um, I, I I think that another actor should have also had had a chance to either honor or tribute Heath Ledger in some way, shape, or form instead of having to concede what you were going to do in order to make something that you, at the end of the day, don't feel strong about. Like mm-hmm. Christopher Nolan doesn't really talk about the Dark Knight Rises at all. He does. I don't think he feels very co- confident or okay with that film because. I, I just don't. I don't think he feels that way. And yeah. so that's something to think about. We had Phil yeah. we had Phil Lamar on and he talks even from a voiceover perspective, it's really hard for them to to take up the mantle of really iconic characters that, uh, well, I, I wonder if it's harder or, or, or not if someone's still alive, but like when Kevin Michael Richardson took over for, uh, or not took over, but when he played the Joker in uh, the Batman cartoon uh, from the 2000s like the mid to late 2000s um which he did a phenomenal job but he was like he asked mark hamill before he before he went on to do it because he was like i don't want to step on anybody's toes and i don't i think mark hamill did it the best why aren't you just getting him like Mm -hmm. just get him so it's also a matter of respect um when richard when richard harris died after harry potter it was very hard to fill his shoes um uh 
death, we're going to talk about it at length another time, but like when death and real life come for the actors that portray these characters, what do you do? I think it's easier in the Marvel Cinematic Universe in the future, maybe not the near future, but in the future to be like, it's the multiverse, he looks different. So instead of uh, the typical kind of soap opera-esque thing where it's like, this guy died in a waterfall years ago and now he's back, but it's the same guy. And you're like, okay, whatever, moving on. <laughs> it's yeah. a completely different actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's so, a proximity thing. You know, I think it's just how close, like, I, how I think close? it's how close you are to the last person that died. The last person who died. You yeah. know what I mean? Because, I mean, inevitably, whoever they would have cast at the Joker in The Dark Knight Rises, you're going to compare them to Heath Ledger just because. And they have to just, stand up to that. And performance. I think you spend so much more time focused on what is this guy doing or not doing compared to to what Heath Ledger brought that it might just just detract from, you know, the overall story that you're trying to tell. And I think it was just too close in time to mm -hmm. when he. I mean, he passed away in post production, so I mean, it, it was just too close in time to. To, to really do any justice to whoever would have played the joke, tried to play the joker right. next. Then I think, right. that's what I'm saying, I think they should have just, if they, if they felt, if they if he felt that strongly about it, I'm, I, I just don't think he should have compromised his story. Like, no. I just know that he doesn't feel proud about the, or at least I've, I've heard that he doesn't feel as proud about the Dark Knight Rises as, as he possibly could have been. And I think that that's, I think that that's trying to like, bring a movie under pressure to appease other people who really want to see a continuation of that story. But then that's like, the studio's fault, isn't that's it? That's the studio. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's the studio. That doesn't mean I, you left Batman in a way that you can't, you can't, at the end of the, the end of the Dark Knight, I mean, you can't leave Batman the villain. I mean, you can't leave him on the run. You can't leave him the bad guy in the eyes of the public. So I'm sure the studio was like, no, we have to finish this story. We have to finish this. You can't leave it. You know, this, this I, is not a way that you can leave it. So, yeah. I think the difference also, uh, to your point, though, Jamal, I think the difference between a standalone trilogy and what's happening with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, which is like, it's bigger than any individual superhero. It's so right. much bigger than True. everything. Right, and I don't think they will fully ever get rid of T'Challa. I do not think that that's possible. He, as as other people have said in the past, and again, we will talk specifically about Chadwick's passing um, in the future, but uh, I think that it's impossible to get rid of him. He currently leads the Avengers, um, and he's been one of the most successful leaders of the Avengers um, in, in contemporary... Uh, right. Yeah, in the comic books. And so I think that they will find a way to bring him back. It just will not be a direct replacement because I think it, it, it's it's not clear cut. Like it's very 50-50. People are like, don't do it. And there are people who are like, do it. Yeah. Um, His brother came out like, I think a week and a half ago. I, I know my brother sent it to me. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, oh, you're... you're... You're starting something but also i a, uh, I, i'm very sorry for his brother's loss but i don't care because and i'll say uh, and i and i say this with great love and, and and respect for him unless chadwick himself before he passed said yeah if i died i'd want them to replace me because i think the character is more important than yada 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 then i would understand but chadwick hasn't said didn't say anything and he mm -hmm. passed and he's gone and he knew he was dying and he didn't tell yeah. anybody. So, like, I, 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 as far as I remember, Ryan Coogler didn't know. Like, there's so many people mm -hmm. that did not know. And I'm sure Ryan Coogler had to, because he was in the middle of writing a script. Right. 
you right. know? Right. And, and, and they had to start production. I can't remember when they started production, probably in the fall of this year um, of 2021. I mean, mm -hmm. um, and so they just, there was, uh, there was a lot of rethinking that had to be done. Like with Carrie, when Carrie Fisher died with Star Wars, they had to do a lot of rethinking. It just takes a lot of creative storytelling. And that's why I trust Marvel to do eventually the right thing, the right thing, whatever I consider to be the right thing. But in terms of telling a good story, it's not like Shuri hasn't been the Black Panther in the comic books. I'm expecting that to happen. I mean, especially T'Challa was gone for five years. What was happening in Wakanda during that time? I have no idea what the what Wakanda Forever is about or what time period it is taking place in. I don't know if it's going to be during the events of Falcon and Winter Soldier where we see the Dora Milaje. I don't know. Who, who knows what's going to be happening? So there's... Yeah. It's definitely a genre advantage that comic book artists have. Yes. This ink never dies ink where never actors dies. do. Mm -hmm. So you can always draw Peter Parker again mm -hmm. and bring back Chadwick. Uh, mm -hmm. You know what? I, I don't know when you're going to wrap us, Zuri, but I just realized we left out the original Super Black trilogy. Blade. Blade. Oh, oh yeah. Blade. Like, I'll give us, I'll give us ten more minutes. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, man. We were know. good. That played for one and two, and then that Trinity came. Yeah, out. that 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 three peat man. Got snake bit. Which, by the way, was super entertaining. But God knows what was happening. Right. In, 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 in the context. Walkers. Everybody. Can be... What? What? No. <laughs> Uh, no, <laughs> with, with, I'm really interested to see where they go with what how Mahershala um, with, brings Blade to life. Yeah. He is so good. I'm gonna scream. Mm -hmm. I screamed I during uh, like sorry, if spoiler alert, but like if you haven't seen the Eternals, sorry, but um, I screamed because I I said, is that Mahershala's voice? He's not mm -hmm. even on screen, and I knew his voice, and I was like, guys, it's that's Blade's fucking, voice. That's Blade's voice. voice. Blade is here. He's he's speaking to me. He's, and he said he was he said he was nervous about just 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 recording that line. Like right. so you know the care that he's gonna put into to, to building Absolutely. this character and making it something that we all love and remember. Like if he's taking if he's putting that much weight on one off screen line, God, what is he gonna do with this character, yeah. man? It's gonna be crazy. Great. It's gonna be incredible. It's gonna be incredible. All of the the fan mock-up art of him doing of him in the costume is so good. And I I'm just gonna scream like the entire movie, but I try to keep it inside, but I'm gonna scream. <laughs> it's gonna be so good. I can't wait. I, I told my agent like a year ago, I was like, listen, I don't know what you have to do to get me to be the mom in Blade, but I really wanna be the mom. Can <laughs> someone just make that happen? Cause I just wanna be Tiana Paris and be surprised that I'm secretly in a Marvel project. <laughs> and be like, I auditioned for something, but I didn't know what it was. And now I'm Monica Rambeau. What? Ugh. God. Anyway, Crazy. my dream. Um, but yeah, I think without the without the original Blade trilogy and the success that that found, we would mm. not have so much of what we have today um, yeah. across the board when it pertains to comic book, um, yeah. real life comic book adaptations. But especially with the Marvel Cinematic Universe, like yeah. you know, they, they were able to take that money and do something with it and give us mm -hmm. what we have today and i am forever grateful to wesley snipes and i'm sorry that he had to go to jail 
And I'm sorry that the government he's on a comeback teach- though. I know he's he's on a comeback. I'm very happy that I see him everywhere. Didn't now. they do a Kevin Hart movie on Netflix? Yeah, he's on that. Yes, yes. That, that series, the true the story, true story thing. It's it's, yeah, it's kind of it's intense. He was the best good. part in Coming to America too. Yeah, he was. <laughs> he was so, and he was so funny. And um, Dolomite, my uh, Dolomite, yeah, Dolomite is my name. Oh my god, he was hilarious in that movie. He stole it from me. And I think what Wesley Snipes brought to the original Blade trilogy, which is why people love it so much, it's very, I I always think of Spawn when I think of the original Blade trilogy for some reason, um, just because like the the depth and the darkness of the universes feel Mm. in like a very similar vein. Um, Mm. And of course you have Michael J. White, who's phenomenal and I need to rewatch Spawn because I haven't seen it in so long. But, um, But I think, Wesley Snipes cares a lot about Blade. And Mm -hmm. you can tell based off of the interviews that he's done in the past and just when he he walks on screen, uh, the work that he did was just, he brought so much weight to what can be super camp, vampires can be super campy and, Mm -hmm. um, and they are super campy and yet he, uh, whoever played uh, what's the father's name or the father figure? My brain's uh, not remembering. Uh, 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 oh, Whistler. Right. Oh, uh, Rip Torn. No, Chris Christopherson. Is that the actor's name? I think so. That's yeah. right, okay. Chris Christopherson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, there, there's just the relationships in that were what mattered, but it was just heightened by the vampire background. And I think that what Marvel has done well over the years is focus in on these relationships and make them the crux of how their characters flourish, function, or fail um, yeah. in the long run. So I, I, I just think they do a great job. And, and meanwhile, just, DC's like, bombs, boom. He was just so damn cool. Like, what's the size was just cool. flat cool. I mean, that trench coat and the... The sword coming out of the back of it, man. He is just—he is badass. And he did <laughs> most, you know, me to do a character with hair for Dragon Con this year. It might happen again. Do it. Do Wait, it. might do need it. to make a comeback <laughs> with braces. It could happen. Yeah, yeah, hey. yeah. Yeah, you need to make that happen. <laughs> but uh, please let us know what your favorite trilogies are, and come follow us at Super Black Podcast on IG, or you can follow us on Twitter at Super Podcast, and let us know your favorite trilogies. Let us know your not so favorite trilogies. Let us know what you think should be a trilogy, or if you even like the the form of trilogies at all. As we've talked about nonologies today <laughs> and quintologies <laughs> and many other kinds of different ologies please let us know your thoughts rolls andre actor comic geek uh you can find me ig rollsy uh r-o-l-l-s-i-e thank you it's been a pleasure my name is michael andreas joining you in the middle of a two-show day um, also a comic book geek, loving all that musical theater actor. You can find me on mostly on Instagram at Michael underscore Andreas. All right. I think it, am I, am I next? Yep. You got Richard Harden, he, him. You can find me on Instagram. Most of the time you'll find me on Instagram, trying to become a superhero by lifting weights and telling people about money. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. And you can also follow me at, uh, the Jamal J Instagram, as well as uh, black boy Jedi magic on TikTok.
And as usual, I am Zuri Washington, she, her pronouns. You can find me at Zuri with a fringe on top. And don't forget, should you need heroes, we've got your back. We fear no topic, we attack. If conversation is what you lack, you'll find it here with Super Black. Bye.